Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to episode 24 of the Lazy Bums podcast. Um, we know it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a little bit of a hiatus for us. Yeah. Well, we haven't really been able to uh, get to the podcast uh, lately, but, you know, we've been watching these We've been watching these sports. We've been catching up on Game of Thrones. You know, we've, uh, we've been around. We've been doing some stuff. Busy. Yeah, busy, busy times. Um, exciting times, really, as as Game of Thrones comes to <laughs> um, right, right. But as the playoffs, more importantly, uh, start to wrap up, we right. see things really shaking out in both conferences. Um, shaping out kind of how we thought they'd they'd shape out at the beginning of the season, at least. Um, you know, we could have made calls for the for the Rockets Warriors, especially uh, series. Um, Although, you know, at the beginning of the season, I, I didn't expect them to, to meet up in the second round, you know? Yeah, definitely not. For me, it was a conference finals matchup, at least I thought. Right. But Houston, of course, dropped to the fourth seed right. on the last day of the regular season. Yeah, well, so. at, the, at the beginning of the season, uh, especially the way the Nuggets took off uh, at the beginning of the season, you know, they were first in the West for, for quite a while, challenging the Warriors, really. But, um, yeah, they kind of let it slip. Uh, as I thought they would, you know, I always expected the Warriors to take that one seed. Um, but uh, but the Nuggets, man, the Nuggets have really pulled it out. A Game 7 against the Spurs, obviously. Yeah. And uh, tough series so far against the Blazers. There were a lot of questions with the Nuggets, especially with their inexperience in the playoffs. Uh, right. But they really just proved all those doubters wrong. They right. killed it. They looked great. Um, you know, it was a tough series with San Antonio, but that was to be expected. They did win in 7, as I... Uh, yeah, as you, as you pick, I mean, you know, I called a sweep for the Spurs, and boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Um, Give some credit to Jokic and those boys. Definitely, definitely. Uh, the, the way that the Nuggets play, you know, it's so true to the game of basketball. Right. Um, they're not really, you know, they don't go out there and, and jack up a bunch of threes to put up as many points as they can. You know, they, they, they play the game really well. Their positioning on the court is exceptional. Um, obviously, they're the second... They're the second in the league for uh, offensive rebounding for a reason, you know. Jokic is just tearing it up. Yeah, Jokic is the best passing big man of all time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he is. Like, I, I don't think there's any argument for that. He's definitely um, so, so talented offensively, and his vision on the court is just, you know, there's there are very few, even, you know. Even point guards. Right, even I mean, point guards in the, in the league right now. Um, you know, he stands above a lot of them in terms of his vision. Yeah, he's just absolutely magnificent with the ball. I mean, he takes it up the court like a seven-footer taking yeah. the ball up the court for you is just unheard of. Right, and and you know when you when you spot a seven-footer uh, lining up from three, you know you want to give him that space, but with Jokic, you, you, you can't. Can. Yeah, right. He's uh, deadly from outside. He's got great moves. A lot of counters inside. Um, right. His post games. He's a solid all-around player, and he's going to keep getting better. Yeah, I think just. Same with the Nuggets team in general. I think they're yeah. still really young, and they're going to be poised to go even further than they are now. Yeah, um, well, I hope so. You know, and uh, I like this team, um, and I, I like that they've they've made it this far. You know, and it's not without the challenges. You know, obviously, Game Seven series is is a tough series against a uh, you know very experienced, very well coached team like the right. Spurs. Yeah, uh, the the thing about the Spurs that that kind of troubled me coming into the playoffs is that 
they just seem kind of haphazardly put together at, in some spots, at least, you know, obviously it's a fairly new team. We're coming to the end of the Ginobili Parker Duncan. Yeah, era. that's, that's about, and, uh, you know, there's obviously going to be a transition period, but pop has handled it really well, bringing in DeRozan and, uh, obviously Aldridge, uh, has been a real anchor in that team. Um, unfortunate, you know, DeJounte Murray, yeah, the ACL injury. It hurts tough. when your best player is, arguably your best player is injured for yeah. a large part of the season. Yeah. and But Derek White, you know, he came up and, and he showed that he deserves to be challenging for that starting spot. You know, he played really well throughout the entire series. So did Bryn Forbes. You know, there are a lot of unsung heroes. Yeah, Aldridge played, Aldridge played pretty well. Yeah, DeRozan had his games and he had small nights, but he's... You know they're a franchise player at this point, so uh, you know he, he. I think he he's done a really good job, especially in in the regular season. He, right. He, he played night in night out for the Spurs. Uh, you know can't say the same for the potential program player Kawhi. He he. <laughs> God, you know I can't talk. He quit on the team. I obviously can't talk enough about how how much I dislike Kawhi Leonard. But speaking of Kawhi Leonard, he has arguably been the best player in the playoffs oh, he has thus been. far. He looks know? like Michael Jordan. Yeah, he's been He looks out of like skin. Michael Jordan. Like I'm the, it's unreal. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing the revival of the mid-range game. He's literally changing the game. Like it's crazy. Yeah. These mid-range shots that he's taken, he can, you know, step back from 3, he can dunk on your face, he can guard anyone. Definitely. One-on-one, he's really put this team on their back. He, look, guys like Siakam you know, people that we've been very high on um, for the whole year, really. You know, we always go on and on about the depth that the Raptors have. Right. But it's really been on the back of Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's been tremendous offensively. Uh, and he's worked on that throughout the regular season. You know, I think he's really been saving his offensive game for the playoffs. And he, it's paid off. But I think that something that doesn't get enough credit, at least hasn't gotten enough credit, uh, thus far in the playoffs is the Raptors' defensive game. Yeah, you know it's it's just and I mean it's just too raw. I mean, excuse me for putting it like that way. <laughs> yeah, it's just too. They're just too good. They're. I mean, the combination of Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green that was a crazy, crazy trade. Yeah, they're obviously, very, but but uh, Danny Green is just a defensive stopper. They're very sure relentless they're around the perimeter um, and having you know guards and wings like that who can guard all of those positions uh definitely helps in terms of versatility i think for me the biggest upset of the first round the biggest not not even upset just the biggest surprise was the uh thunder yeah right the the blazers obviously really just blew up yeah um i think that the, the blazers did a really good job of playing at the thunder's weaknesses and i think that's what gave them the edge in the series um, obviously, you know you ha- you have to get into Paul George's head to to stop him like they did, and they yeah, did. and he, they did. I mean, George struggled. Westbrook sucked, obviously. Yeah, yeah well, I mean that's um, no surprise. So yeah, Adams Adams can't like defend that. a pick and roll. I mean, the Blazers tore the Thunder apart on those yeah. pick and rolls with Dame and CJ, and Adams looked like a deer in the headlights. Man, yeah. he can't guard the pick and roll. Yeah, um, obviously a lot of emotions flaring up in in every series. There's been a lot. Yeah, of, it's yeah, been yeah. A, There's been a lot of emotion. You know, there's been a lot of uh, outbursts, fights, texts. You know, but um, in that series specifically, you know, you had Paul George coming out and saying after that tremendous. Oh shot, my God! Don't even get me started about those comments from Paul George. Damian Lillard. I mean, 
Jesus, bow down to Damian yeah. Lillard. He is the clutch king. What? What was that? Day in, day out, he is. He has the mentality. He just has that, you know, Mamba mentality. Yeah. He's, he's coming out and he is playing out of his skin. And in those clutch moments, you know, he just said, let me have it. And you he can, shot it from way, way outside. You can tell he's still that hardworking kid from Oakland. Definitely. You know, he seizes every Hard single. Yeah. He seizes every single opportunity that he's given. And he's really just started to blossom before our eyes. Yeah. He's a great player. Um, one of my favorite point guards in the league, uh, definitely. And to have Paul George come out and say that it was a bad shot, yeah. which I mean, you know, it, he was like, oh, I don't care what anyone says. It's a bad shot. Right. At the end of the day. Yeah, it's a bad shot. No one should be taking a shot from out there. But in this day and age and with all that on the line, yeah. it's an unexpected shot. And he hit it right in his face. Yeah, shut up. Go home. Definitely. Go home definitely. to Oklahoma. Go back to OKC. Yeah, you don't you don't need to be crying you know, your criticizing. home. Yeah, don't be criticizing Damian Lillard taking bad shots. You couldn't hit one of those Definitely. the whole series to yeah, save your life. For sure. So, yeah, go home, Paul George. Yeah. Go home. I mean, I, yeah, I, enough cannot be said about Damian Lillard and obviously CJ McCollum, both playing out of their skin and uh, playing very well moving on to the next round. And uh, unfortunately, you know, they have that 3-2 deficit now to the Nuggets, but I think that that might have been to, to be expected. This round has been really tightly contested. Yeah, um, three out of the four uh, series are tied three to two. Um, the one not is obviously the Bucks, yeah, winning four one, which we'll get to later. But I really, I'm really curious with how the Thunder progress. They don't. What do they do? You know, they don't progress. I mean, they're just they're on a downward trend right now. Westbrook's getting older and getting a lot worse. Yeah, I um, mean, I think at the end of, at the end of the day. If the Thunder really want to be serious about contending, they have to get... I mean, even Paul George, he's wasting his career on a failing team. They, I honestly think that they should just blow everything up and rebuild. Get rid of George, get rid of Westbrook, and just start over. I think they definitely need to get rid of Westbrook. Um, Paul George, you know, I mean, this this regular season, he, you know, he, he gathered up enough 40-point games and... and honestly takeovers to uh to to, to warrant an mvp race right. mvpg we heard for so long right but um but he just let it go and uh that i mean that's something that can be expected of a player especially a player of his age um and but i i think that he's still a solid you know a solid uh great now at least he's one of the greatest in the league right now yeah for sure um and I think that the Thunder should should keep him maybe for another year, but but should be looking at options. I just think that like there's no point in making Paul George waste away his career on a failing team. Do you know what I mean? Like I would much rather see him, you know, be yeah. an asset to right. uh, an up and coming team. And let's be honest, the Thunder aren't going anywhere. Right. I think any NBA team right now, any NBA team's uh, motive for moving forward should be to to strengthen a young core of good players. And uh, especially since, you know, the Warriors aren't going anywhere. Um, well, we don't even know about that, though, because Clay wants the max. Draymond right. wants the max. KD wants the max. They can't. <laughs> They're letting Draymond go for sure. I, I mean, think I Dr Draymond's know. slowing him down. I think I think KD's walking for sure. I yeah. think he's gone. So I think the max really comes down to Clay or Draymond. It's going to go to Clay. It's got to go to Clay. There's no point. way they're keeping Draymond. I mean, Draymond has caused them too many problems and he's. 
He just hasn't been a consistent performer. Man, he was miraculous last night, though. The OG Warriors uh, in game, what is it, game five? Game five. Uh, game five against the Rockets. KD goes down with the, you know, that looked like an Achilles. Right. I, and well, the that's way he what was... everyone said. Instantly, Reggie Miller was like, he's done. Achilles. Yeah. Like The way he was hopping off the court, you know, it did look like an Achilles injury. Uh, they called it a right calf strain. So, you know, that, that can mean, you know, that can that injury can vary anywhere between a game and, and, and you know, a, a month. few months. Yeah. Right. But, um, you know, there's no telling right now, at least, you know, I haven't checked an update recently, but there's, there's no telling, uh, what that'll mean for KD this, this series, maybe, uh, you know, these playoffs, but, um, yeah, I mean, even losing KD, you revert back to that OG Warriors team and they're, they're a force to be reckoned with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, are you know no slouches yeah for me um i if there was one game i i guess you could argue game one but if there was one game that the rockets had in their grasp it's this one definitely they're up kd is out draymond's in foul foul trouble steph and clay started the night horribly right horribly i mean they are having terrible series all around you know they're shooting like in the 20s from three which is unheard of from these two guys and the rockets still can't they don't pull it out james harden takes one shot in the fourth quarter yeah what what are you doing what are you doing man definitely definitely i mean it's just pitiful from the rockets Uh, and i'm never gonna say a good thing about the rockets I'm never going to say a good thing because I, I really just – I really can't stand any of the starting starting five. For you the know, Rockets. for me, I, I can't – I hate Chris Paul. I hate James Harden. But the one who on the Rockets I actually really respect and really like is P.J. Tucker. Uh, he's, because he's a Longhorn. Yeah, That's because, the only reason. But he's so active on the ball. I mean, he's always there to grab a rebound. He's guarding KD. He's not really guarding KD because no mm. one can guard KD, but right. he's trying his artist. That's I mean. true. I mean, the, on, the only reason I have any respect for P.J. Tucker is because he is a Longhorn. And and that's it. He He's plays got the his long tail horns. off, though. He, he plays does. his tail off. He though. does, and and that's impressive. So does Clint Capella, and and uh, so does Eric Gordon. But at the end of the day, you know, if they're playing for the Rockets, they're playing the way the Rockets play, which is just pitiful. You know, diving for fouls, complaining yeah. to the refs. It's just you know, I mean, flopping. It, I certain... mean, I can't tell you the amount of times I've seen CP3 like fly right. across the court. Right. court. At a certain point, it gets too old, and it. And it, it it's been that way for a couple years. And it's now. ruining basketball. Yeah. Honestly, like the fact that we're having, you know, this talk about the refs, it just it really takes away from the sport itself, and like it takes away from the greatness of these players. Definitely. Stop putting it on the ref. Like James Harden's game is built on the refs, him knowing what the refs will yeah. call and won't. Yeah, call. absolutely. And I mean, you know, that night that he. Started the game 0 for 15. He still had over 20 points before yeah, he hit a shot. It's all because about it's all about getting fouled and going to the line for him. That's it. And that's, I mean, from a fan perspective, that is horrible for the game of basketball. From the Rockets' perspective, you know they're winning games and and they could go on to the to the conference championships, especially without KD. But you know, does anyone want them to? Anyone? Does anyone outside of Houston want the Rockets to go to the conference championships? I don't think there's a single soul. For me, to be honest, I think the series is over. Um, I can't see the Rockets winning two straight games. 
Yeah. Even without KD, I like last night was it. Because if they win that game, all they have to do is close them out at home. Right. Which is doable. Right. Especially without KD. It's, yeah. Now, it's, they've done it twice. You know, they beat them twice at in in Houston. Yeah. The home team has won every game. Yeah. Uh, which goes to show you again how important that one seed is. Definitely. Um. But like I was saying, I just. If they win game six now, they go back to Oracle for game seven, okay? And game sevens are always tough, but this could be the last... Think about this. This could be the last time or that that Hampton five, like that those group of Warriors ever play in that arena because they're moving. They're moving next season. Right. I just think those fans are going to come out so energized, so afraid of the fact that right. th- this might be the last time they see their golden boy, Steph Curry. Right. They're going to come out so energized. The Warriors are going to come out so energized. I just, I can't see it, man. Yeah, there's no way they win that game. There's no way. But that's even if they make it there. Right. You know, because the, the, the Warriors very well could, you know, the Warriors very well could beat them in Houston. Um, either way, you know, I, I do want to see the Warriors go through. I don't want to see the Rockets play the Nuggets or the Blazers. And obviously it's probably going to be the Nuggets, but... That's that series, even you know, it, yeah. it, it could go either it's way. It's tough. It's a tough series. Um, I you know I'm gonna give the the nod to Denver because that game five is just so important. Definitely, it, it goes without saying. Definitely. I mean, taking a three two lead is huge. Yeah, but I mean, even so, thinking about how insanely clutch the Blazers are, you know, it just it 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 puts a lot into the air. Yeah, and that backcourt. Arguably one of the best in the league now. Yeah. Um, really just putting the rest of the league on notice. McCollum and Lillard are. Yeah. Um, you know, there's really no telling with them. They could explode for 50 on any right. given. And night. I'm excited to watch these these last two. If there are a last two, I'm excited to watch these last two games of uh, of that series. And I I do want to see the Blazers in the conference championships. And as much as I'd love to see the Blazers hand it to the Rockets again. Uh, I want to see the Warriors beat the Rockets because no one wants the Rockets in the conference championships because yeah. no one likes that kind of basketball. Also, the war. I think we should get the two best teams. Definitely. And the Warriors are the best team in the West. Yeah, absolutely. They should go through. That's how it should work. Yeah. It should be the best team in the East, the best team in the West. Yeah. And to speak on the East a little bit, um, I, I mean, you know, Talking about loving basketball, you you can't not love the way the Bucks are playing, even though they knocked out the Celtics, and it was it it wasn't that tough of a series. Honestly, oh, it was for embarrassing. The but I I I just am in awe of the way the Bucks play, especially Giannis. Giannis is absolutely unstoppable. My one hundred percent MVP vote. Um, he's unstoppable. He's amazing. Yeah, that whole discussion of. You know whether it, whether it was James Harden at one point in the year, or even Paul George, even Kawhi Leonard. I thought that that was all ridiculous. I didn't think that it was really close between Giannis and whoever was second. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's the he's the best player in the NBA. He's the best pl- player in the world right now. Definitely, definitely the best player in the world. And I mean, you know that James Harden has had, you know, six times as many forty point games yeah. as anyone else in 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 the season, but. That goes to show how selfish he is. And that, yeah. goes, that goes to show uh, that he's not really an asset to the team. And, I mean, he obviously he is their best asset, but they get on just fine without him. Yeah. And, you know, when you have a player that's starting a game 0 for 15 and uh, not distributing the ball properly, and he doesn't distribute the ball properly, obviously he's averaging, you know, upwards of six assists, but he's 
He's just, you know, he's. I don't think he is a smart basketball player, if I'm being completely honest. I don't think he sees the court as well as, you know, players on his team. I don't think he sees the court as well as Chris Paul does. I don't Man, think he sees the court as well as let me, Eric Gordon does. Let me talk about Chris Paul for a second because he sucked. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Like, that, like, CP3 for the longest time to me was just, like, the end, like the modern-day NBA's ideal point guard. You know, he could play defense. He could shoot the ball. He could pa- just his passing is unreal. Right. But he sucked. He looked so slow and so old this series. He looks terrible. It's yeah. so hard to watch him play. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing he's most passionate about on the court is arguing with the referee. Yeah, it's crazy. And like, shut up and play, Chris. Right. You so, suck. so disappointing. So disappointing to see someone who had so much potential, you know, just just waste it by being a dick. Yeah, seriously. I and mean, it. he's such a respected guy around the NBA. You know, he's president of the Players Association. He's not the guy that you want to see on national TV fighting with other NBA players, right. fighting with other NBA officials. Right. He's and the, fans. Yeah. He's insane. I can't, like, Chris Paul, I felt like, was a guy that could, like, just sift through all that. You know, he's yeah. very tunnel-visioned on right. his goal. But, wow, man. Wow. Very, very I lost a lot of respect for Chris Paul this series. Definitely. Uh, I had very little respect going into this series for Chris <laughs> Paul, but whatever respect I had for him has been lost. Over the last two years, uh, I mean, uh, in his time with the Rockets, I, I just there's very little that he's shown to be respected. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just – I'm glad that we can be done with the Rockets a little bit because obviously as a Spurs fan, you know, I'm not too keen on the Rockets, but, I mean – just, it's it's I'm really tired. easy to hate the Rockets yeah. with this with this roster and just the way that they win. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so annoying. I, I mean, you can't you, you don't hear the end of it from Rockets fans, especially you know concerning the refs. Like I, you have used the refs to your advantage like this entire for the course of the last three years. Yeah, and like to hear them talk about like. Missed calls by referee. Yeah. It really just—I don't know. It blows my mind. Yeah, it's genuinely pitiful. And and Rockets fans, if you're listening, I hope you're not. You know, uh, it's just like complaining, man. Yeah. Just give it up. Just give it up. Your team is not the best in the world, and it won't be. It won't be, ever. Right. You're not going to win a championship. You're not even going to go to the finals. You're a bad team with bad <laughs> players that plays badly. And that can't, you know, show up when they need to. James Harden scores two points in the fourth quarter of a must-win Game 5. Yeah. Of a stealable Game 5. They had the lead in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. There's no KD. Draymond's in foul, foul trouble. I, we've, come on, man. Like, we've been waiting for them to take that step, you know, to really challenge the yeah. Warriors. And At they just fail to take it every year, whether that be last year in Game 7 where they shoot, you know, 2 of 27 right. from 3, whatever it was. They've just failed yet another, like, another year. Yeah. At the end of the day, uh, I think it just, it takes a certain amount of passion for the game to be able to challenge for a championship, challenge a team like the Warriors for a conference championship. It takes a certain amount of passion for the game. And I don't think any player, aside from maybe PJ and maybe Clint Capella, I'd say no one on the Rockets has that level of passion. I mean, even a level of passion that, that matches, 
you know, players on teams that didn't make the playoffs. Right. You know, right. there there are players on the Lakers that that have more passion than than these Rockets players. And the Nets. And then oh my gosh, the Nets. We can't speak highly enough yeah. about the Nets. Oh, we love the Nets. Dude, the Nets are one of my favorite teams in the definitely. NBA right now. They're and I, awesome. And you know, they're in the race for Kyrie, they're in the race for KD. You know, the oh, Nets are looking up. Yeah, let's talk about Kyrie for a second. All right. Go ahead. Here we go. I know you got a lot to Here say about his performance. Here we go. So Kyrie, uh, he he finished game two very poorly. I think he shot six of 22. And in the press conference uh, after that game, he said, you will never see a six of 22 performance again. And you guess what, folks? He goes on to go five of 23 and then seven of 21. Wow, you didn't go 6 of 20. Congratulations, Kyrie. Congratulations. You have once again let the entire NBA down. I mean, we looked at this guy like you. People, after that finals with LeBron when they came back down 3-1, people were saying he was the best point guard in the NBA. He leaves. I, I was one of those people. Yeah. He leaves, um, you know, the Cavs organization to have his own team to lead his own team and when it comes time for him to lead when it comes time for him to be the role model when the team is struggling he just deflects the blame yeah he deflects the blame to the younger players he deflects the blame to management even i mean he seems so disinterested in basketball it is a pity to watch because i know that there are tons of guys that would give you know anything to have that role to Play, play, real right. playoff minutes. Well, obviously, one of those guys is uh, Terry Rozier. Is Terry Rozier, exactly. And he, Kyrie is literally disrespecting the game of basketball. Going out there every night and half-assing it is beyond belief for me. I mean, you're one of the biggest players in the NBA. Playing, Such- for, the, playing for one of the biggest organizations, one of the most storied organizations. And he left a, a, a Cavs team on the downturn to uh, a Celtics team with remarkable upward value exactly and, and he runs just, them into the damn ground i absolutely. mean it is unbelievable it blows my mind kyrie irving that you just i'm i, I was like okay he took he starts talking about you know flat earth or whatever and i was like oh he's just, he wasn't joking was he <laughs> he wasn't joking he's just an idiot yeah i think he is just an idiot um and i mean i'll be the one to say that I think the Bucks are a better team, and I'll be the one to say that I liked the Bucks more than the Celtics in this series. Um, that being said, you know this wasn't at, a four to one. Yeah, absolutely not. In my heart, I'm a Celtics fan. In my heart, I want the Celtics to win, but I can't root for a basketball player like that. I just can't do it. I mean, and, what a shame. What a crybaby. Like, he's crying on national. He's literally being a crybaby, throwing a tantrum in front of the entire world. And he, the thing is, he's not going to get as much criticism as, you know, anyone else. His move, arguably, the one from the Cavs to Boston and from Boston to wherever he goes next, could arguably see, be seen as weak as KD's. Yeah. I agree. But no one is going to talk about it. No one will because he hit that one shot in Game 7. I, I've, I'm sick and tired of Kyrie. Send him wherever he wants to go. Right. Send him to the Magic for all I care. <laughs> Don't care anymore. I think, you know, I think that the Celtics, um, I think that they had a franchise player in Kyrie. Um, 
he's a young guy and a very talented basketball player. But, you know, the Celtics especially are very good at sniffing out the, the ones that are great and the ones that aren't. And Kyrie's just one that's not. Man, he has some real growing up to do. Though that one year in college really just <laughs> did not help him out. No, no, it, no, it really didn't. Um, and, uh, it's for me, it was just weird because you know over the past few years, Boston has been this really like gritty team. Yeah, you know that really just every year has overachieved. Yeah, um, especially in the playoffs, and to see this lazy like dude who just gives up on his teammates, it's just so unlike what we've seen from the Celtics. And the willingness of even Brad Stevens to just accept it. Right. Bench him, man. He's yeah. shooting. He's not even playing. Yeah. And, I mean, to go uh, from a player like Isaiah Thomas who, who put played his, with unreal uh, heart. Put his heart on the court. He, he never left anything out in his game. You know, he, he was a player who gave it all to the organization and, and took him to the Eastern Conference Finals and – you know he, and you know he's not that great of a player. Yeah, but his career will never be the same because of how much he sacrificed in right. that playoff run. Right, and uh, I mean you know he's. I I just think that you know, I'm not necessarily saying that that Boston was wrong in trading him for Kyrie. You know I think that Kyrie's a better player and Kyrie has a lot more potential. But, um, I mean damn, they really got the short end of the stick. Honestly, it's just real sad. I mean, I remember Gordon Hayward, that press conference with Hayward and uh, Kyrie. Like, you could not have told me that we weren't going to be in the like. I I was like, we're going to be in the finals. It's just a matter of time at this point. Yeah. Well, I think that 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 mentality should still hold up because obviously, you know, you have a very, very young core at the Celtics and, uh, you know the Warriors aren't getting any younger, and and with KD possibly uh, right. making moves, right? And uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot to look forward to for the Celtics, and uh, I think that anyone, anyone, any Celtics fan who's saying keep Kyrie is uh, oh, is on. slowing the Celtics down. Seriously, at this point. he's slowing the Celtics down. He is our own kryptonite. Our own player is the reason that we fail so early. Yeah. I mean. When you make it hero ball in the playoffs, it it doesn't work. Yeah. You have to play as a team. Whether you like it or not, whether you like passing the ball to Jason Tatum, whether you like sitting on the bench for Terry Rozier to come in for you, you have to do it. There are certain sacrifices that you make to become a great player. Yeah. And crying, throwing a temper tantrum is not something that we see from great yeah, players. Yeah, I mean, especially... I think that the, the, the number one problem with Kyrie right now and, and the one thing that the organization should be looking at and saying this is the reason he's slowing the team down is the way he's treated his teammates, Absolutely. especially the young teammates. I mean, if you're going to be the franchise player, if you're going to be the leader of a team, you cannot, you cannot absolutely under any circumstances you cannot bring down the rest of your team you can't blame the rest of your team for your mistakes and that's ridiculous especially the young guys especially the guys who are gunning for your position right exactly and it's not even it wouldn't be that big of a deal if it was just kept between the players if Kyrie goes up to you know Tatum he's like hey you know 
stop shooting those long twos, go, right. go into the hoop. But he goes to the media. It's right. always to the media right. who we talk. Like, come, where is your head, young man? Absolutely. I mean, you know, we saw that, you know, what you were talking about with just taking it to the players. We saw that with, you know, players great like Kobe Bryant, like Tim Duncan, you know, going to the players specifically, right. talking to them about their game. And improving the team as a whole, but that's not what he's doing. He's just tarnishing the entire Celtics organization and his and his teammates. It's really just a bad look for both for the Celtics organization and for Kyrie Irving. Right. You know, I, I hope that he can get past this, but man, it was really difficult to see a star just unfold like that and Definitely. to really see what kind of player and leader Kyrie Irving truly is, which is a bad one. Definitely. Um Anyway, uh, with with my Spurs knocked out and with your Celtics knocked out, uh, of the remaining teams, who do you see fighting it out in, in the finals? I think the West is done. Yeah, it's pretty wrapped up. Yeah. I think it's been wrapped up since the first game of the season. Yeah, but... I think it's, yeah, I agree. Uh, the East, though, is where things start to really get interesting. Um, obviously the Raptors are still in a battle with the Sixers. Um, but I think that they'll move on. I think that we can both agree that we see, uh, the Raptors and the Bucks. Yeah. I think the Raptors, um, I think the Raptors are a team who have really hit their stride, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. During the right time. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there are weaknesses in there. You know, Kyle Lowry has not been playing very well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I think I think the abuse he's taken recently is unwarranted. Yeah, dude, it's crazy, man. People are ruthless. Yeah, people are not as ruthless. That's what's crazy is that people are at, like that ruthless to Kyle Lowry, but not to Kyle. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Come on, man. It's ridiculous. I mean, you know, I, I, and it's a couple bad games. He's been a he's been a centerpiece of the team for the entire season. He's yeah. one of the reason one of the main reasons. They're even in the spot that they they're in right now. I can't tell you how much Kyle uh, Kyle Lowry probably means to that Raptors organization. Yeah. I mean, he's been there for so long. Yeah. He's you know been the centerpiece for so long. Right, right. And I mean, you know, I just think a few bad games shouldn't you know, it I'll shouldn't it shouldn't mean this. Right. <laughs> I agree. No, it's it's really ridiculous. Uh, yeah. But it's it's okay because of. Uh, old michael jordan on his team uh Kawhi leonard yeah. just uh yeah really i don't just, know what is going up. on i don't know what is in that toronto water the out i don't know what it is the climate yeah but it's something dude like this transformation of Kawhi leonard is it's unbelievable i mean when he that whole you know spurs drama I thought that he was like really like he had a crazy injury and he was just like not going to be the same player and so you know there was a whole thing. Yeah, come but on. But clearly dude. that's not the case. God, I, God, he's so he's such. <sighs> okay, I'm not gonna. Yeah, get into I just it. I, like I'm having a really hard time just imagining like what went wrong like there. You know what I mean? Like nothing, nothing went wrong. He, all he did. All he did was leave. Yeah. It, That's all he did. Just there like, was no reason for <laughs> it. He just left. And it's not like he left to go to greener pastures or right, anything. Right. The Spurs are the... They're the Spurs. Yeah. That's basketball right there. Yeah. That's the heart of basketball for the last 20 years yeah. is in San Antonio. 
and he left for no reason. No reason. He was probably healthy within the week. Right. I mean, it... but he made it last an entire season, and then he just left. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous player. No heart. Yeah. Absolutely no heart. Very head scratching uh, moment there from Kawhi. He is yeah, a robot, it's, though. So it's not head. Be, it's not head scratching in my eyes. I. I mean, there's no room for me to scratch my head because I've just made up my mind. He's a terrible. He's a terrible person. <laughs> Honestly, I heard uh, that's my honest opinion. When when the whole drama was going on, I heard that a lot of the input came from his dad. Yeah, and apparently his dad is actually psycho. Like sure. he's I mean, crazy. Yeah, he's he's very he, obviously he's a very family oriented person. Um, a lot of because his dad was the one who was telling him that the Spurs were like not. Well, it was his the, uncle. I his believe. uncle, yeah, whatever. Uh, that the Spurs, you know, were not about his best interests right. or whatever. Yeah, uh, obviously he's very family and. You know, I don't want to speak too much on his on his past, but he's had a lot of you know really troubling circumstances, and uh, he's fought through it all. And I definitely respect him for that. You know, and he deserves he deserves respect for you know fighting through it and uh, getting to where he is today. He's one of the best in the league, and uh, you know he deserves respect for that. But um, with that, you know, he is very family oriented. His uncle is his agent, and. Um, you know, maybe that had something to do uh, with his leaving the Spurs and, and leaving the way he did. But at the end of the day, he's his own he's his own person. He's an adult. And, you know, he should be making that decision for himself, especially since he is one of the best players in the league. And he's really just showing that even more so um, in the playoffs. Definitely. Um, dude, I really have no idea, though, between the bucks and the raptors like i have no idea there's like not i'm not leaning one way or another like at all i'm literally in the middle i have no idea what is gonna happen like if i really if i have to make a pick i'm gonna go i'm gonna go raptors in seven wow um that's surprising to me honestly just just based on how much you've been vocal about Giannis this season um you know, for me, uh, it's not so much about Giannis and Kawhi. I just think that the Raptors have a better uh, supporting cast, and I think that they'll play a little bit better than they've been playing um, during these playoffs. You know, I might almost disagree with you on that. Um, I, I believe that on paper the Raptors do have a better supporting cast. Obviously, Pascal Siakam is definitely a candidate for most improved. Um, and... Uh, and Kyle Lowry is, is, you know, a great point guard. He's up there, top top five, top ten. Um, I think that the Bucks supporting cast is the most underrated supporting cast in the entire NBA. Chris Middleton is a phenomenal player. Yeah. What? Great Chris Middleton is like a human like torch. He's Definitely. been on fire. Like so he's good. making everything he throws up. It's yeah. insane. And it's so weird to see a guy like he just doesn't look like he plays he d- basketball. Yeah, right. He definitely especially he does not look like an offensive yeah, superstar. Yeah, right. He doesn't look like that guy who's going to, you know, get around players and 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 move them all around the court and then hit that shot, but he does, he does. and he does it so effectively. It's it's insane. And I mean, Brooke Lopez is is you know, no slouch either down there. He's huge. Yeah. His very out, strong his, player, too. His outside shooting has been a big help for them, too. Definitely. And I, I spoke about the Nuggets being the, the second best offensive rebounding team in the league. The Bucks are up there at number one. Yeah. 
obviously that has a Giannis, lot to do with Giannis Antetokounmpo, but Brooke Lopez is pulling him down offensively and, and getting the ball out to people like Chris and uh, even Eric Bledsoe. You know, the Bucks have a very, yeah. very strong team around Giannis. Yeah, they quietly built one of the best rosters in the NBA. Definitely. Very quietly. And I could easily see them going through to the finals. I could, I could even see them challenging the Warriors. Yeah. Especially without KD. You know, that's going to be real interesting is a lot, obviously a lot of it depends on KD's injury because if yeah. KD's playing in that series, it's yeah, a it's, sweep. But without KD, I mean, who's, I I guess you put Draymond on Giannis, but he, Draymond's like an undersized four even. I mean, even putting KD on Giannis is not going to stop Giannis. Yeah, right. That, but Vice versa, putting Giannis on KD is not top KD. That's right. You know I mean? That's right. But I, I think that a lot of KD's um, inside game can be cut can be cut down by Giannis and uh, by by Giannis and Lopez, um, and he's going to be forced outside a lot, which is it's not a strong suit. Honestly, his mid range game is what what makes him great yeah but his, obviously his perimeter game is, yeah. is too good as well he's just the perfect he's player. he's in he's the like best offensive specimen i think we've ever seen like even with michael and kobe i mean there were like some there were some glaring you know weaknesses in their game they neither of them were point. great yeah neither exactly neither neither of them were great from outside right um but like really think about it what can KD not do. That's exactly that's exactly the argument. There's there are zero things on the offensive side of the ball that KD cannot do exceptionally well. I think that he is the best offensive player in almost every facet of offense like, in the league right now. It's ridiculous. His outside shooting up like top five. Definitely. His mid range game, top two. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, he's and he's seven feet tall. He'll dunk on you if he wants to. Absolutely. He can, his will. back, his back to the basket game is great. He, he can take you off the dribble. He can take the ball up the court. He can feed his team. I would have. He's insane, dude. Yeah. And we're uh, witnessing a, like we're witnessing the best, to ever shoot a basketball. Like he is. Yeah, he's too good, and uh, obviously you have that. That uh, that indescribable quality that that well not indescribable for us but that that quality that that puts him above everyone else he's got that burnt orange yeah. running through his veins he is a Longhorn amazing for the Longhorns and I mean you know he's he was a staple in in my childhood and throughout his NBA career you know obviously his departure from OKC could have been done a little bit better yeah. But, um, <laughs> it it I mean I'm it doesn't hurt when you have some bum named Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And I mean feeding Steph Curry is is like feeding an automatic three-point machine. Yeah, his gravity I, that's a lot of people dive right into the stats and like to say, "Okay, well, you know, Steph has this problem. You know, he doesn't get these crazy assist numbers or these crazy rebound numbers, but a part of his game that goes really unnoticed is his gravity." Every time he touches the ball, even if it's just the slightest little movement, he draws two defenders to the outside. He's regardless, the game. and that little that split second, that one step means so much in yeah. the NBA, especially. Yep. He he's completely changed the way that other teams play defense, and I mean, that's something that that can't be said about pretty much any other yeah, player in history. Exactly. I mean, Michael Jordan is the closest that you yeah. can get to that, but 
Steph completely changed the way basketball is played. And that's a huge achievement. And the crazy thing is, is it happened in such a short time. Yeah. You know, like people didn't start yelling Kobe until Kobe had done his Kobe. Right. Do you know what I mean? I know what but you mean. But Steph is like in the middle of his prime and like he's just revolutionizing the game as he goes. It's not something that we see. We look back and we're like, okay, Steph Curry was the one who did this. Right. We can see it like in his game. You can see it in charts. I mean, yeah. it's unreal. Yeah. Every time the ball leaves his hands, you know, it's, you know, it's like it, you, you think it's going yeah. in. Yeah. That's just how it is. And I mean, watching him in college and in his early days in the NBA, uh, it was tough for me to to think of him as one of the best players in the league because his shot was so quick. He got it off so quick. And every time he shot, I was just like, wow, that looked pretty hasty. I don't think that's right. Yeah. But it but looks it's like grown, he's just throwing it right. like sometimes. And it's gr- but it's grown so much. It's grown to the point where. Even though if I saw anyone else take that kind of shot, I would think it, it's you know way off, going to hit the backboard. Yeah, horrible shot. But every time the ball leaves his hands, I'm like, that's cash. Yeah. That's, that's in there. You don't doubt that his shot... Like, when you see a crazy shot from him now, when you see this crazy ISO where he you know, hits a bunch of dribble moves and steps back for three, right. you're not even surprised. You're just like, oh, it's Steph. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah, the kind of shots that he takes, it's like... You couldn't even hit that in 2K. Yeah, dude. And, like, it's almost getting to a point where we take his, like, his excellence for granted. You know, it's just, like, become so, such a part. Definitely. And the entire league, especially. The entire, I mean, everyone who hates on the Warriors is taking Steph for granted 100%. Yeah, I don't understand how you can hate Stephen Curry. Yeah. He's chooses, he's such a, like, a guy. Like, he's such... There's nothing more to him than, like, what meets the eye. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, he's very straightforward. Like, there's no, you know, extra, he doesn't do anything crazy outside of basketball. He's a great guy, yeah, like, on and off you know, the court. He's a, a, a family guy, you know. He has a great relationship with his wife and, you know, a wonderful uh, child. Yeah. And, I mean, he's he's really all about basketball. You yeah. know, his father, obviously, Del Curry, great basketball player. His brother, player. even. His brother, I mean... Even even his brother is just you know he's just that kind of player. Yeah, he's really got basketball coursing through his veins. Right. <laughs> I mean, and I, I mean, I'll admit he's frustrating, especially being a Spurs fan. Yeah, he's frustrating, but I can't be mad at him. You There's can't. no way to be he, mad at him. He's just I, I think that the greatness of Steph Curry will really only come to even casuals once he's gone. And yeah. once we once we see how much the game changed in, you know what this not even like maybe seven years span right not even you not know what even I mean? yeah maybe like five five six, six years. years right it's unreal man like the a team like the Rockets wouldn't be possible without the Warriors like yeah absolutely James Harden would te- still be playing like he was on the on the Thunder yeah that shot from Damian Lillard that we saw against uh the Thunder we wouldn't have seen without Steph Curry yeah it there's so many little things that you can attribute to them and like we don't see that yet but mm-hmm. we will well I mean one of the best one of the best ways to see the way Steph has changed the game is to look at the draft class that's coming into the NBA this year you know, you have players like Carson Edwards, who yeah. has really taken over that kind of yeah, role. Yeah, you know? right. And I mean, uh, even you know, even on the 
you know, the more big man side, you got RJ Barrett and, uh, you know, players like Cam Reddish who have that three point shot down even being a small forward. That's such a, that's become such a big part of the NBA now. Like even as a center, you have to be able to kind of shoot threes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, look at, look at what we're seeing with Ben Simmons, a guy who can't shoot. He's literally causing the Sixers to fail. Yeah. Because he's not, I mean, you know, the, every defensive play, I mean, they have obviously uh, a three point threat with Jimmy Butler and uh, JJ Redick, obviously, but um, you know, there's any team that's defending a Sixers team in a game, they're going to be sitting inside. They just clog the paint. And the crazy thing is, is that might've been okay. 10 years ago. Yeah. Ben Simmons might've been a great point guard 10 years. I'm not saying he's not a great point guard. He's great, but like his game would have been acceptable on a winning team just 10 years ago. But now it's like, you need to be able to shoot Ben Simmons. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely as a point guard, you need to be able to have a three point shot. Yeah, The way this like spacing works in today's NBA now, like you really just, everyone has to be able to have that, you know, kind of perimeter threat where guys are second guessing on, okay, I need to get out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and obviously you you have to attribute that to Steph. Steph and the Warriors, man. I I'm telling you, we we won't truly see the impact until a few years down the line. But man, it'll be huge. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, he's got a good shot at winning another ring. Yeah, and without KD, the huge gripe I hear a lot about Steph Curry um, is that he doesn't show up in the playoffs. We can talk about that on a completely different thing because that's just a bunch of yeah you know, crazy. Cavs fans yeah right um but this playoff run we could potentially see Steph Curry's first MVP uh finals MVP without KD right which I can't like that would do so much for his legacy I feel like because so many people like to point out yeah he has you know three or four rings but how many yeah exactly (laughs) yeah um yeah Steph has a real chance I'd say even even with KD on the court, Steph has a real chance. I think he's really coming alive in the playoffs uh, this year. Um, he's been somewhat disappointing. I just think he's really saving himself for that that final series. Um, and he's been unstoppable in the regular season yeah. for his entire career. Honestly, he's 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 a beast. He's an amazing player, and the Warriors are an amazing team. And I gotta pick him for for the championship. Yeah, like, you dude, just, you, you'd just, be dumb to not pick him at pick this him. point. Yeah. Definitely. Like, how can you pick any other team than the Warriors? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, but who do you have coming out of the East? The Bucks. Bucks? I'd say the Bucks easy for me, honestly. I'd say the Bucks in five. I really, dude, honest. I really just have, like, I have no idea how this is going to play out. Like, I can't even, like, picture. It's, it's just, like, a very weird matchup for me because mm-hmm. it, there are two guys that I don't, like, I wouldn't picture them battling it out in the Eastern Conference like right, for a chance right. to go to the finals. You know what I mean? My 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 thing about if the Sixers end up moving through, I think it's going to be a sweep. I think the Bucks will sweep the Sixers. I don't. Oh think yeah, Sixers have no chance. I don't think there's any outstanding talent on the Sixers that can challenge an outstanding talent on the Bucks. Um, but if the Rockets go through, which or the Raptors go through, which I, I believe that they will, um, I I think that a huge maybe. 65% of Kawhi's game is defense. Yeah. And he's been known throughout his entire career. You up think, until it, you he think moved they'll the put Raptors. him on Giannis? Yeah, I think they'll put him on Giannis. Who else are they going to put him on? I just don't know if he has a size. 
Who who would they put on Giannis if they don't put Kawhi on Giannis? Kawhi's easily their best defender. Yeah, they. I guess they don't have any quick big men to. Because the thing about Giannis is that you, when you guard him, you got to be big, but you got to be quick too. Because right. his first step is right. He gets to the fr- like he gets from the three point line to the hoop in a step. Yeah. Like. I mean, I just say, if there were a defensive talent that could come anywhere near challenging Giannis, it would be Kawhi. But that being said, I don't think Kawhi can challenge Giannis. Yeah. I think Giannis is just way too unstoppable at this point. You know, this I, this will definitely be his biggest test so far. Definitely. Um, his first real defense. I mean, I'm Marcus Morris. Like, listen, Guardian. <laughs> Let's be real. Well, I mean... It's just so. It's just so like, impossible. What do you do? Yeah, exactly. It's um, impossible. He's unstoppable. He's a freak. Yeah, he's, he's a, freak. a Greek he's freak. A Greek freak for a reason. Um, but I'm serious though. Like, I really am interested. I like. I'm so excited for this series because I have no like expectations. Like, there, there's no part of me that's like, this is gonna be. It's gonna go this way. I'm gonna be so surprised with whatever happens. If it's a sweep, if it's a close series, like it's gonna be great. It's a really great time to be a basketball fan right now, and the playoffs are just a different type of excitement. You yeah, know what I mean? I do. Uh, moving over to another championship, I, I quickly want to touch on before we have to in the podcast i quickly want to touch on uh the champions league because Um, boy oh boy (laughs) yeah because of the immeasurable amount of drama that's gone on in 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 the semifinals um we saw arguably i mean i would say definitely the greatest comeback in champions league history but i would say arguably the greatest comeback in the history of the sport wow if i'm being completely honest because Liverpool were missing their two best players. Right. I mean, everyone thought they were down and that, out. Who would have thought that they would have beat Barcelona without Salah? I... With Salah and Firmino, they lost three 0 Yeah. And like, what were they going to do? What was the what was the game plan going into that second leg? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't understand. Listen, I love Divacarigi, and I've loved him since he came to Liverpool. Right. I, I always wanted him to make a move to the Premier League. I thought he was a great player. I love the Belgians. I love the way that they, their, their strikers work. And I expected him to score one. Because, yeah. I mean, it's his, it's his, that's his time. <laughs> right. Champions League semifinal. Right. He puts up two. Yeah. And when Yaldum puts up another two. I know. When it's Yaldum... ridiculous. I mean, the way that they played, they played with so much heart and soul. And that's something that's been missing and again, from, from soccer so much. Against a juggernaut. Yeah. Against a juggernaut. Yeah, absolutely. Messi arguably having his greatest year yeah uh, you know and he is the greatest of all time he's he cemented that place uh ronaldo obviously uh lost to ajax yeah. so we can't really talk about him what was that and uh but i mean i mean i just honestly i saw no weakness in the barcelona side um and i just saw overpowering spirit from that liverpool side and that's the beauty of english football is the the heart that goes into it, and uh, you know, traditionals will say that the foreigners are ruining English football right. and stuff like that. But you got two foreigners I out know, here, right? Putting up two braces to beat Barcelona four three on aggregate, and I mean, I mean, I just 
English football's back. We can just say yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, out. absolutely. Well, especially, especially with since, the Europa. Right. The Europa League final is going to be Arsenal Chelsea, and the the Champions League final is going to be Liverpool Spurs. I don't think Spurs deserve <laughs> to be in that final. No. And I'll say that till the till the end of my life. I do not think Spurs deserve to be in that final. Even if they win the final, the Spurs did not deserve to be in that final. I was really rooting for um, Ajax there. It was Definitely. really heartbreaking. Cinderella story um, coming out of the challenge yeah, stages. they went through, I mean... Yeah, losing their league the, the year before and uh, coming through the challenge stages, making it to the semifinal of the Champions League. That is unheard of. Stunning. Absolutely. And to see them go out and to see Spurs just to squeak through. Spurs just squeak through again. Again. They, they, they didn't deserve to beat City. Pep just completely yeah. messed it up. I mean, you know, the way that Manchester City was managed in, in, that, in that second leg was, was pitiful. And, and Spurs squeaked through and... They just squeak through again. I mean, obviously they're the, they're the more established team. I think, I think that Ajax just got in their own heads a little bit, and uh, you know, that that small club mentality just kind of took over, and and that's really just heartbreaking to see. Um, I wanted to see Ajax go through. I wanted to see them challenge Barcelona or Liverpool, whichever one whichever one went through. You know, I wanted to see that happen. But, but instead, we have to see instead Spurs. Instead, we have to see Tottenham go through. <laughs> Come on. Tottenham, <laughs> I think. Yeah, they won't. I think they if won't you have ask, Kane either. Yeah, right. Or Son. Yeah, Kane or Son, and obviously that means that they're gonna lose. Yeah, they're not gonna beat they Liverpool have no side, chance. and they're not gonna beat Liverpool. It's just it's not gonna happen without Kane or Son, especially Son. I don't. I'm not gonna rate Harry Kane just because <laughs> he's a he's a pitiful excuse for a striker. Yeah. He might be an okay midfielder if you stuck him back there but he's a little slow too <laughs> as a as a striker man i mean tottenham where did you go wrong with him he was he was looking like yeah he was poised. he was looking like the second coming of sir bobby charles yeah. you know, but i don't i just let's I not think, let's not compare him to sir bobby charles <laughs> i think if okay i think if you i think if you ask any fan of any other english football club other than tottenham Tottenham is the single most boring football club in in the entirety of English football. I'm talking, you could go 10 leagues below the Premier <laughs> League and you could find a club that's more exciting than Tottenham. Tottenham is just so boring. Who wants to see Tottenham win that's Man, not a Tottenham supporter? No one. No one. They're horrible. They haven't won anything in ages and no one wants to see them win anything. Nobody. If it makes you feel any better, they won't. <laughs> that's true <laughs> they're not gonna win this they're not gonna win the premier league and they're just gonna go downhill from here and i'm happy to see that yeah. because i'm such a huge arsenal fan and i don't want to see tottenham do anything and it, <laughs> it it first of all pains me to see them in the champions league right. final and you can chalk up this rant to me being an arsenal fan yeah. or, or whatever me hating tottenham but Ask a Chelsea fan. Ask a Bournemouth fan. Right. Ask any other fan. Ask a Leeds fan. Of any <laughs> club in, 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 in the entirety of English football. Ask them if they want to see Tottenham in the Champions League final. <laughs> they will all say no. With that being said, we're going to have to wrap this episode up. Uh, a little bit of a longer episode, but we did have a lot, a lot of uh, yeah. stuff to cover. Obviously, we missed out on a lot uh, over the last few weeks. And... Uh, Trying to make up for it here a little bit, so uh, 
a little bit of a long episode. Sorry you had to sit through all that, but uh, we hope you guys enjoyed. It was like, yeah. we had a lot to say. Yeah. Um, anyway, guys, thank you for uh, tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Please check us out on Instagram uh, at the Lazy Bums Podcast. Show us some so show us some support, and uh, we'll see you next week Peace. for sure. Peace. <laughs>